0: well howdy y'all welcome back to episode number 46 of once upon a time in texas i am your host michael mitchell uh you know host head editor although i don't do a whole lot of editing and uh you know just pretty much overall janitor and head bottle washer and all that kind of stuff so let me tell you about my week so far it is on tuesday um I do slack sometimes and I don't always get these podcasts out. Lots of people that do podcasts tend to, uh, do several of them. Like they'll sit down in one day and they'll knock out, you know, five or six. Uh, nope, not me. I'm normally not a procrastinator, but, uh, I, I tend to kind of wait to find something that inspires me. And so this week I got inspired, uh, a little late, but, uh, I'll tell you about how that came about here in a minute. But last weekend, I went out camping with our Boy Scout troops. So I am involved in Boy Scout Troop 1 with my son, which is a, uh, well, it's technically Scouts BSA now um, because girls are allowed to be involved. So it's not just Boy Scouts. It's Scouts BSA. And and the overall organization is still called Boy Scouts. And I'm sure there are plenty of people that either agree with how the Boy Scouts went about, um, you know, allowing girls in, and there's some people that disagree. Either way, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. I'll just tell you that I'm super thrilled as an Eagle Scout that, uh, that my daughters can participate in this now. And my oldest daughter is, uh, pretty much working on, um, nailing down her Eagle Scout project right now. She'll be doing that pretty soon. Um, Daughter number two uh, should be first class, I guess, by the end of the year. Um, she started with scouts a little bit late, just kind of how uh, she ended up being with our family. She was in foster care for a while with us and got placed with us permanently. But anyway, scouting is very important to her, very important to us and, and you know the entire family. And so I was out with troop one. And uh, and Troop 2, which Troop 2 is our female Boy Scout troop. So my wife and I are involved with both. My daughters are in Troop 2 and my son's in Troop 1. But anyway, I digress. So we were out at our local Boy Scout camp called uh, Perkins Scout Reservation, which is kind of by Burke Burnett, Texas. And overall, it was a pretty dang good weekend. I mean, anytime you get out camping you know, and just get outside. It's a good weekend. But I'll tell you what, at night, it was just, whew, it was downright chilly. Uh, We got down to 25 degrees on both Friday and Saturday nights. Um, The official for Wichita Falls and around the area was not quite that low, but Camp Perkins is, the majority of the camp is in the Red River Valley like literally down in the valley, you can walk about 100 yards through the woods and you're standing on the banks of the Red River. And technically, the banks of the Red River are, you know, what take up the majority of Camp Perkins. And so the air just settles a little heavier down there. And boy, the cold just came in. So lots of people would scoff, though, at that 25 degrees and say, oh, that ain't cold. And I've had several people tell me that, you know, that ain't cold. My God, when I was in the Air Force, I got stationed in, you know, Greenland or Alaska or whatever. Now, that's cold. Well, you know, Texas isn't Greenland or Alaska. It's Texas. (laughs) So, 25 is cold. All right. Um, But overall, this little fat boy was, uh, was a little bit chilly. But, you know, of course, that's the kind of weather that... We're not used to, really. But overall, again, everyone survived. Um, we didn't come home with more scouts than we went out there with, and we didn't come home with less, which is always a super good thing um, to come home with what you took out, and, and you don't end up with extras. That's a little weird sometimes. That <laughs> I say that jokingly. It does happen sometimes because, you know, scouts have friends with you know uh, their friends that are scouts and other troops and uh, on more than one occasion a, a scout from another troop will just hop in with your troop and go home with them uh thankfully for the most part you know a lot of our troops are right here close and so they'll get to look and they're like where's this kid you know oh, he went off with such and such troop." doesn't happen often but it does happen sometimes but we did get some serious rank advancement done for a lot of the boys and girls, the scouts, that were out there this last weekend. It was great. So anyway, uh, that was fun. That was just a little bit about my weekend. Um, looking forward to this week. Got some great things happening. Got a couple of announcements, you know, coming up that we'll share later in the podcast and then uh, next week. But uh, all good stuff. So, have you seen a festival, event, celebration, or parade, I guess, and wondered kind of how it got started? Yeah, and I mean, there's some obvious ones like Veterans Day, Fourth of July, etc. You know, stuff like that. um, You know, that that everybody kind of knows. Like, we understand where those days and where those celebrations come from. But, um, I wonder about some of the Christmas And holiday festivals around Texas. So come on a little sleigh ride with me and let's look at a few of the big ones that I could find. Before we do this little sleigh drive around Texas, I want to thank our sponsors me and American Mortgage Company. I know there are tons of people moving to and in Texas and of course like I've said before Oklahoma as well because I am now licensed there. And so, and I know a lot of you folks do know people that are moving to and in Texas and Oklahoma as well. Let me help them out. Told you all before, I'm an independent mortgage loan originator. So basically I do the shopping, you guys do the looking. So uh, that's pretty much how it works. We are faster, cheaper, and easier than going to other lending institutions, you know, the big box banks and stuff like that. Uh, Again, they have their place. They're not bad. I'm not saying that. It's just when you go with a mortgage broker, you tend to get a better deal. The average person ends up saving about $9,400 over the life of their loan. Now, if you're one of those people that goes, "Ah, well, it's just $9,400. Well, I'll tell you what, shoot me a message. I'll give you my address. I have two teenage daughters and a, uh, not-too-far-away teenage son, and you can just send that extra $9,400 to me. <laughs> just send me a check. But, uh, yeah, anyway, we're faster, cheaper, and easier. Um, basically, I mean, we're mortgage brokers. So it's kind of like going to a uh, insurance broker where they go out and they do the shopping for you and they find the best deal. And working with a mortgage broker is the same way. Now, if you're listening from other parts of the country... Give me a shout, anyway, if you're looking to buy a house. I have friends all over the country that are also mortgage brokers, and I would be happy to get you guys hooked up with one because really, they are a pretty good way to go. And as always, remember, I mean, I sell dreams, not mortgages. I always say that kind of jokingly, but it's true. I am here to help you get into your dream home, which leads to all kinds of other dreams. And really, I hate to say that I'm selling mortgages um, because, yes, I am, but I'm also not. I mean, nobody really wants a mortgage, but you got to have one most of the time if you're going to go buy a house. So why not work with somebody who's fun and entertaining like me? So check me out on my website, themichaelmitchell.com, T-H-E, michaelmitchell.com. Would love to chat with you, even if you're in another state and you just got some questions about mortgages. I'm just one of those people I always like to help. And so, uh, and if you know anybody, of course, here in Texas and Oklahoma, send them my way, themichaelmitchell.com. All right. Enough of that stuff. So, a few weeks ago, uh, a friend on Facebook, and I guess a fan of the podcast, I guess, you know, one of my crew, I guess I could say, uh, she drops me a message and she says, Hey, since it's coming up on Christmas, you should talk about some Christmas festivals around the state. And I thought, well, why not? So I've done a little bit of research on a few and basically came up with a few that I think were pretty interesting. So here we go. Um, I'll end this little part with just saying, hey, shout out to Stephanie Shank for the idea. Um, She's the one that messaged me. So Stephanie thank you much. Keep those ideas coming. Send them my way, and I'll do my best to get them on there pretty soon. So first up, let's talk about one of my favorite towns in the state, Fredericksburg, Texas. So you can head over to visitfredericksburgtx.com. That's their website. Find all kinds of information um, about the town, including info about their Christmas Nights of Lights and the Fredericksburg Christmas Market. It says on their website, experience the unique mix of German Christmas traditions and warm Texas hospitality, this Weihnachtszeit. I'm pretty sure I screwed that up. Um, I'll have to ask my my teammate Gabi. She's um, She's from Germany, so I'll have to ask her. Pretty sure I totally mutilated that German word. But basically, in English, which I know fairly well, translates to Christmas season. In Fredericksburg, so, actually, I guess it means Christmas season anywhere in the United States, not just Fredericksburg. But Fredericksburg is a predominantly German town. We'll get into the history a little bit, too. So, to continue what it says, celebrate the season with friends, family, and neighbors, um, Not my neighbors, because most of them are a little different. (laughs) Sorry, it's a little sidebar. I live in an okay part of Wichita Falls, but we do have lots of uh, uh, crackheads, I guess, walkers, (laughs) in the neighborhood. And so, anyway. uh, But yeah, if you have good neighbors, you can celebrate with friends, family, and good neighbors with the nightly lighting of the community Christmas tree, and german christmas pyramid during fredericksburg christmas nights of lights so they started this year on november 21st all are invited to experience a 10-minute audio presentation featuring the story of the town's german heritage holiday carols and concluding with a countdown to the lighting of the market plots which i guess loosely translates to marketplace. Fredericksburg Christmas Nights of Lights continues nightly through Sunday, January 7th. Each evening will feature holiday music starting at 5 p.m. And at 6 p.m., audio presentation and lighting countdown. And then after the countdown, the music will conclude at about 6.30. Fredericksburg Christmas Nights of Lights will not take place on December 1st, which were already passed. But that's because they do their uh, their Christmas parade what they call Light the Night Christmas Parade. They also don't do it on Saturday, December 31st for the city of Fredericksburg's New Year's Eve countdown to 2024. The town's holiday spirit is most evident in Fredericksburg's uh, Fredericksburg's 26-foot-tall wooden German Christmas pyramid that was handcrafted in Germany in 2009, specifically for the town of Fredericksburg. Considered staples in German holiday decorating, the Christmas pyramids are wooden, carousel-like structures, normally tabletop size, that have several levels depicting Christmas motifs such as angels and manger scenes. Fredericksburg Community Christmas Tree, also part of the lighting ceremony, stands 30 feet tall and dones a handcrafted ornaments donated by Hill Country artisans The beautifully lit Christmas tree and Christmas pyramid are the centerpiece of the holiday magic in Fredericksburg and will be prominently displayed at market plots through the start of 2024. So a quick look over at Wikipedia gives us a brief history of Fredericksburg. And like I said, love this town. It is a beautiful, beautiful place to visit. So Fredericksburg was founded in 1846 and named after Prince Frederick, of Prussia, old-time German residents often referred to Fredericksburg as Fritztown, a nickname that is still used in some businesses today. It is located seventy miles northwest of San Antonio and about eighty miles straight west of Austin. This city is also noticeable as the notable, sorry, as the home of Texas German, a dialect spoken by the first generations of Germans. Uh, I'm sorry, German settlers who initially refused to learn English. Fredericksburg shares many cultural characteristics with New Braunfels, which had been established by Prince Karl of solms braunfels the previous year. Fredericksburg is the birthplace of the Fleet Admiral Chester Nimitz, and they have the big Nimitz Museum down there, which is pretty incredible. It is the sister city of Montabaur, Germany, on October 14th, 1970, the Fredericksburg Historic District was added to the National Register of Historic Places. And I'll tell y'all what Fredericksburg at Christmas time, I have no doubt, is incredible. It is incredible. And uh, in the springtime, it's pretty incredible, too. And you can go check out all the wildflowers, uh, wild seed farms, all that. It's just. It's a cool place. They've got cool stuff going on. Go check out Fredericksburg. Now, let's cruise on down to Katy, Texas for the Magical Winter Lights at Katy Mills. The website MagicalWinterLights.com says, We are thrilled to announce that the Magical Winter Lights Festival will be illuminating Katy Mills from November 17, 2023 to January 7, 2024. This dazzling, spectacular features thousands of intricately designed lanterns in various themes, shapes, and sizes. It is a winter wonderland display that is sure to capture the essence of the festive season during these magical dates. Guests can walk through illuminated tunnels, admire towering sculptures, and even take part in interactive exhibits. With music and entertainment throughout the show, the experience is truly memorable for people of all ages. With over 60 lantern displays, there's something for everyone to destroy. Uh, destroy. <laughs> Whoo, mess that up. To enjoy. Maybe you enjoy to destroy. I don't know, mess that up. Take a stroll through the space maze, an interactive experience that will take you on a journey through the stars. Or explore Dino Land, a prehistoric playground where you can meet life sized dinosaurs, plus more. Come and experience the magic of magical winter lights this holiday season. It's an event you won't soon forget. Then it goes on to say explore a magical wonderland of larger than life lanterns from a towering Christmas tree to animal kingdoms. Scream your head off on the roller coaster or take a leisurely ride on the Ferris wheel indulge in mouth-watering treats from a variety of vendors and food trucks while enjoying live shows and performances. I got to tell y'all, the pictures and videos they show online are nothing short of spectacular. I mean, holy smokes. It looks like a fun trip. It really, really does. Katie Mills is actually a shopping mall where they have about 175 shops inside. So, you know, a trip to the magical winter lights can also offer some holiday shopping opportunities. Um, tickets to the event, it looked like from what I could find around right about $25 each. Um, they do have uh, some different family packages. I think the family of four package was like $88. Uh, and it looked like it, could, it included pretty much everything, but they also have discounts for children and seniors as well. So... Looks like a pretty good deal if you're down in the, uh, Katy, Texas, Houston area. Looks like that's a pretty neat deal. Now, let's mosey on up to Grapevine, Texas, which is named the Christmas capital of Texas. I don't know who came up with that name. I'm sure it's a marketing thing, but I don't really care. It's Christmas, and Grapevine's pretty dang cool. Uh, Grapevine's, uh... Part of the DFW Metroplex. So check out their website at GrapevineTexasUSA.com to find out more info, but here's what I was able to find. It's More Merry in Grapevine, the Christmas capital of Texas. Bring your family and friends to create a wonderful Christmas memory that you'll cherish forever. With more than 1,400 festive Christmas events over 40 days, There is fun for everyone. Enjoy millions of lights, larger-than-life decorations, animated characters, photo ops galore, and so much more. Book your stay at one of the fantastic properties, including the Gaylord Texan Resort, which has Lone Star Christmas and ice sculptures that will amaze you, or Great Wolf Lodge, which is pretty close with its snowland celebrations. We're going to touch on this Gaylord Texan ice thing here in just a moment, because it's also pretty dang cool. So check off your Christmas list at Main Street's locally owned boutiques, the Grapevine Christmas Market, and at Grapevine Mills shopping destination, which is another mall. Enjoy delicious bites at the many fabulous restaurants Grapevine has to offer. Sip some Christmas cheer along the urban wine trail. Obviously that's for adults, not kids. Um, They even have a place called Chicken and Pickles Holiday Hideaway Pop-Up Bar, which sounds interesting, and the Holly Jolly Bar Pop-Up at Third Rail inside Harvest Hall. The kids will love historic activities at the Elf Adventure, enjoy classic Christmas movies and Broadway-style concerts at the historic Palace Theater, and glide along the ice at the Peace Plaza Ice Rink and take some family photos you will cherish for a lifetime, including at the hometown Christmas inside the Grapevine Tower Gallery. Now, one thing that they didn't really hit on much was the cool train rides they've got out of there. So they have the North Pole Express, which is kind of themed after the Polar Express movie. And I did find where it says... You can feel the magic of Christmas aboard the North Pole Express. Each November and December, guests board the North Pole Express for a festive journey featuring traditional Christmas sing-alongs, Christmas characters, photos, and interaction with Santa. Guests will delight at the sounds of the season and the exquisitely decorated coaches. Special surprises on board and family-friendly entertainment make the North Pole Express One of the can't-miss experiences of the season. Adults will feel the joy and excitement of the little ones as they wait for that all-important guest to arrive on board, Santa Claus. So, guys, we did this with our kids several years ago. Well, I say several years ago. Gosh sakes, it's probably seven or eight years ago. My son was pretty small. Boy, Hattie, I tell you what, I highly recommend. It was cool. Of course, I like trains anyway, and my son was into Thomas the train, so we were like, well, this is, you know, Thomas's cousin, you know, North Pole train, whatever, and and he bought it, whatever. He was great. He loved being on a train, and I do too. I love trains. But here's the fun part. For the adults out there, which I'm sure a few of y'all are probably considered adults, there's even a special train for you called the Christmas Wine Train. And that's W-I-N-E, not the W-H-I-N-E. Um, that whining comes after Christmas when you get your credit card bill. So, but yeah, you heard that right. It's a wine train. You get to ride on a train, be entertained, and sample wine from across the state. Like, guys, this sounds like heaven on earth to be real honest. And I'm not super big into wine. I, I like wine. You know I like sweet wines and stuff, but yeah, you get sample all kinds of stuff. My folks did this a few years ago um, and really enjoyed it. They had a ball. So, yeah, check out the two different trains they've got. One's for kids, one's for adults. It's awesome. Plus, they've got all kinds of other Christmas stuff going on. It's pretty awesome. While you are in Grapevine, head on over to the Gaylord Texan Resort or Convention Center. I've heard of Said both ways. For an event they simply call ICE. Okay, I-C-E. We did this too, guys. Awesome. Incredible. Just amazing. So shout out to the website cron.com, C-H-R-O-N, for the write-up that I was able to find um, because they did a way better job of wording it than I would. It says Gaylord's ICE is a yearly walk-through display filled with colorful ice sculptures made from more than two million pounds of ice. Adding to the appeal, the display is typically themed around a specific Christmas movie with scenes elaborately recreated from massive blocks of ice. Held annually at the Gaylord Texan, a massive resort complex and convention center just northwest of Dallas, ice includes lots of other activities that are part of the Christmas at Gaylord Texan event. I think this year was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That's their theme. According to the Gaylord Texan, it takes a team of 40 ice artisans from Harbin in northern China a period of about six weeks to create the whole display. To maintain their frozen works, the ice arena is kept at a temperature of 9 degrees, and Gaylord Texan provides parkas for guests before they walk through. Now, keep in mind, that is a feat in and of itself, not the parkas. They keep that place at a temperature of 9 degrees. Guys, it was like 78 here last week in Wichita Falls. So it was probably a little warmer in uh, Grapevine. So that's a feat in and of itself. Um, But I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's... pretty freaking amazing and uh you know they provide the parkas but you'll probably still need to dress warm because nine degrees is pretty dang cold all right so let's mosey on up here to where i live good old wichita falls i talk about it quite a lot because i do love my town um my hometown where i grew up is henrietta which is just 20 miles east of here but live in the big city so here we have a pretty cool thing called the Festival of Lights, hosted by Midwestern State University, which is part of the Texas Tech University system now. So you look up their website. It's fol, short for Fantasy of Lights, dot And it gives us a little bit of insight. So they call it the MSU Burns, B-U-R-N-S, Fantasy of Lights, is one of the largest holiday displays of its kind. Its purpose is to provide a festive holiday atmosphere on campus, to serve as an outreach to the community, and to be a focal point for holiday activities in North Texas. The displays are owned and operated by Midwestern State University for the benefit and enjoyment of the Wichita Falls community and surrounding area. The Fantasy of Lights is filled with individual displays that showcase characters from well-known children's stories, fairy tales, and holiday themes. In the late 1920s, the recently married Mr. and Mrs. L.T. Burns celebrated their first Christmas together in their modest home on 10th Street. It was not my home, but I'm going to find out where the Burns house was. I think it was uh, east of me. Not sure. But anyway, they celebrated their home on 10th Street in Wichita Falls, by setting a small Christmas tree on their front porch and decorating it with a single blue bulb. It was a small gesture, but an extremely meaningful one for the young couple, especially Mr. Burns, who grew up in a family unable to afford such luxuries as a Christmas tree. As the years passed and Mr. Burns became more successful in the oil industry, The couple continued the tradition they began that first Christmas. Each year they set up a display of some kind, and each year the display became a little more elaborate than the one before. In May 1971, Mrs. Burns, who had brought joy to so many people, died, and the display was discontinued. Um, I think Mr. Burns passed away before her. In her will, she stipulated that her son could keep the display or leave it to the care of Archer City, which is a town just south of us, where many employees of the Burns estate lived and worked. The display remained in storage for the next three years. Following the death of Mrs. Burns' son in 1974, Archer City offered the display to Midwestern State University on the condition that the display be operated free of charge to the public as a memorial to Mr. and Mrs. Burns. Because MSU did not have the funds necessary to operate and maintain such an enormous project, a nonprofit Fantasy of Lights committee was formed to raise the thousands of dollars needed to buy paint, equipment, and materials needed to restore the display and prepare it for its exhibition during the 1974 Christmas season. A volunteer force of local townspeople, MSU students, faculty and staff, airmen from Shepard Air Force Base, spent many long hours repairing and restoring each individual scene. On December 4th, 1974, after a tremendous undertaking involving hundreds of people, the master switch was thrown and the MSU Burns Fantasy of Lights became reality. The Fantasy of Lights does host about 200,000 visitors annually. There are about 20,000 lights illuminating the buildings on MSU campus and 50 lighted and animated scenes. I actually think it's a little more now they add to it. Plus, I gotta throw out there, Midwestern State University is really just an amazing and beautiful university. So if you have a student looking for colleges, take them to see The Fantasy of Lights and check out Midwestern State at the same time. I did not graduate there, but I did do two and a half years there and then uh, transferred up to Oklahoma State where my grandfather lived, um, where I had free room and board in state tuition and they had a degree that I was interested in, which coincidentally didn't work out. I ended up transferring to another degree, but you know what? It is what it is. I've got a degree, um, but Midwestern State has really expanded their offerings and the number of students um, by quite a bit since I was there way back in the uh, 1900s now, as the young turd kids say. <laughs> yeah, I was there from like uh, 97 to 99, but yeah, my kids joke and they'll be like, oh, dad, that was back in the 1900s. And I'm like, you know, I don't like that very much. So anyway, go check it out, man. Midwestern State University is pretty dang cool. It's a beautiful campus, and the Fantasy of Lights just really adds to it. They've got sleigh rides across the street where they go through the whole country club area, which has some pretty incredible um, lights uh, displays of their own at the houses. You can drive through it. You can take the sleigh ride stuff. It's, I mean, just... The whole shooting match is pretty cool. Trust me, it's worth the trip here to Wichita Falls. So there you have it. If the uh, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, Hallmark Christmas movies with the same plot line in every single stinking movie doesn't get you in the mood, there are five Texas Christmas Christmas festivals that uh, that'll get you in the mood. They really do. It's pretty cool. So there you go. What do y'all think? Let me know what other weird, off the wall, or interesting Texas history you'd like to hear about. I want to thank our sponsors again. Me and American Mortgage Company. Keep in mind, if you know someone moving to or in Texas or Oklahoma, send them my way at themichaelmitchell.com. T-A-T Michaelmitchell.com. And remember, I sell dreams, not mortgages. Before we put this horse back in the barn want to mention just a couple of things. Your bucket list. Y-O-U-R bucket list. Um, That's another page I've started. uh, Another group on Facebook. Going to start doing something with that pretty soon. So uh, go check it out. It's got a a map and a compass in the picture. Also of course sign up for the Once Upon a Time Facebook page and group. They're out there. Do want to give a shout out to my buddy uh, Kim Jackson. Kim is uh, one of my best friend's wives. She's a pretty cool lady in her own right. She has started up in the last few weeks, uh, a Facebook group called Our Old House Restoration Wichita Falls. And really she just got inspired. Um, we have lots of old houses here and, and they're no different. I mean, my house was built in 1913. I think theirs was built in 1922. It's much bigger, totally different design. Uh, and we both have issues with our with our own individual houses, and it's it's interesting because we both have different issues. So we're constantly helping each other out work work on our houses. Um, they actually have all my scaffolding <laughs> right now because they're working on windows. <clears throat> so anyway, if you like old houses, if you have an old house of your own, get on the group. I mean, it's not just Wichita Falls specific. Um, We're just kind of wanting to create a group where we can share stories and helpful hints and tips and all kinds of stuff like that. So check it out, Our Old House Restoration, Wichita Falls. That's my buddy, Kim Jackson. And also, coming soon, I'm starting another uh, short podcast called Winning Conversations with a friend of mine in the mortgage business. His name is Stuart Brown. He's out of uh, Granbury, Texas. Um... This will be just, uh, it's a little bit about mortgages and kind of how things are going, but mostly it's just about winning at pretty much whatever you're doing. We're going to have guests on there. It's going to be more like a live show type thing, but I mean, obviously we're going to repost it. So I'll let you know when I get it all figured out and fired up. I, I've i had live guests on this podcast, but it's a little different when they have to remote in. And so still working through all that rigmarole, but we're getting there. So check it out. Winning Conversations. Uh, That may not be the title of it. I'm not sure yet, but that's kind of what we're loosely calling it now. So there you go. Thank you all for tuning in to number 46 of Once Upon a Time in Texas. As always, remember guys, the stars at night are big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. Y'all have a great week.